He wants you to be an eternal companion with Him. And we are blessed to be in God's house. We're blessed to be walking in truth. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. Hallelujah. Amen. And it was almost quoted here. Hallelujah. Amen. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. Past tense. But you have obeyed from the heart. If you'll obey the gospel, if you'll obey that voice of God telling you to repent, turn your back on sin. If you'll obey the voice of God when He says, I'll wash you, I'll make you clean. Hallelujah. I'll give you the Holy Ghost. Amen. It will be evident speaking with other tongues. God be thanked that we were the servants of sin. But one day we obeyed that form of doctrine which was delivered or preached to us. Thank God for a delivering message. It'll deliver you from drugs, from alcohol. Amen. Whatever the malady and vice of life might control you or chain you, your chains can be set free today. I'm free today. 43 years later, I'm still free. I haven't drank alcohol for 43 years. I haven't smoked dope for 43 years. Come on, somebody. It's real. It's powerful. He'll take the chains off. Hallelujah. Amen. I love him this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. It wasn't AA or rehab that helped me. It was the old-fashioned Acts 238 plan of salvation. And it's for you. For me, it's for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we are so delighted to have the Buxtons with us. Hallelujah. For a whole week. I would be excited if it was just today, this morning's service. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but don't wait till tonight to get what God has for you this morning. And don't wait till, till Tuesday or Thursday or Friday when he's going to be preaching to get your next blessing. How many will reach for everything that... How many know, how many know that you have a need here today? Come on. How many sense their need of God here? Amen. The greatest need is sense of need. We need to understand, hallelujah, I need him now more than ever. Praise God. I want to be saved. I want to be raptured. I said I want to be raptured. I want to live right every minute, every second. I want to treat people right. Come on, somebody. Because I don't know the day or the hour that he's coming. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is a wise, wise servant, amen, that when he shall come shall find so doing, amen. How many want, hallelujah, to be considered wise by God, amen. You don't need a college education to be saved or to even be a preacher, hallelujah. You, need a, you do need the Holy Ghost. You do need to be set free, hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah, but you can be a great soul winner and blessing to the kingdom of God just by obeying that simple message. Hallelujah. And it still works. I said it still works. Hallelujah. We're going to let the uh, uh, baby class and uh, the other two classes, going to keep the teen class in here. Praise God. I know the teachers want to stay in here. Hallelujah. But uh, God will bless them tonight double portion. Y'all are giving twice as much for the sacrifice of being with your children. Hallelujah. And uh, we're blessed to have Sunday school. I believe in Sunday school. 
Hallelujah. Almost had one get the Holy Ghost. I don't know if she got the Holy Ghost last Sunday morning. Hallelujah. But we need to hear, hallelujah, our, our toddlers, hallelujah, our four, five, six years old, speaking in tongues, clapping their hands, dancing in the Holy Ghost, worshiping God. Teenagers. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Well, I'm not the preacher. I just feel a preaching spirit at, on occasion. Hallelujah. But we have one of the greatest preachers that I know in our apostolic ranks. Hallelujah. I don't know if there's any man that's got any greater burden. Amen. For souls. He loves this apostolic truth. Amen. Some of the greatest messages I've ever heard preached at youth conferences are from this very man. Hallelujah. And I told my wife as much. I said that was the message for this conference. Hallelujah. Man that seeks after God. Amen. Man that uh, is doing tremendous work in the Philippines. Hallelujah. Uh, showed me some of those services where they're shouting. Hallelujah. Had a, one of their pastors that uh, could not even read. Hallelujah. Amen. Went on a fast and God allowed him taught them how to read. How many believe there's power in prayer and fasting? Can I tell you, I fasted and got the Holy Ghost, so I know anything can happen. Amen. When God sees a sincere seeker, hallelujah, and whatever he, if he wants to express a little bit about the Philippines, we, amen, we want whatever God has laid on this man of God's heart. How many need something from him? How many, come on, if you need something from the Lord, why don't you just lift your hands right now hallelujah and say god i need more of you i recognize i need more of you lord jesus hallelujah elder buxton come and take your liberty hallelujah amen and we'll give you this prayer Thank you, brother. Thank you, love you brother it is a good day in fact, the psalmist said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will be glad in the day, not just because of it, but I'm going to be glad in this day. And it's such a treat to feel the goodness of the Lord. So good to be back in Garden City where it's green in the middle of the summer. First time it ever looked gardenish to me. And... Uh, it's been, it's, well, it's paradise to some. To others, it's hot. And uh, I got a phone call yesterday, and they said, well, how's Garden City? I said, it's green, and it's hot. I said, it's not hell, but you can see it from there. It's not very far. Nothing separating us but a barbed wire fence, and that wind blew that over. But you know what? I feel the Holy Ghost in this house here today. feel the goodness of God, and uh, it's always a treat to be with your good pastor and his family and be with this great church and to feel what we feel inside this house today. Sometimes, sometimes I am firmly convinced that we are so blessed that even in our worst days, in our worst days, serving God, it's better than the best days when we weren't serving God. 
we live such a blessed life that I think at times we forget how blessed we really, really, really are and how good we truly have it. This is a great life living for God. And I am, I am happy to live for Him. I regret our good pastor's wife is not able to be with us today. I'm, I'm believing God's going to touch her. I was up very early this morning trying to find the mind of the Spirit. And I want to be obedient to, to the Spirit of the Lord. And I, f- I feel to, to preach and teach something that, that God is, is working on my life about even today. And your pastor slipped up here a few moments ago and confirmed everything that I was feeling. So if you have your Bible, and I pray that you do, if you don't have a Bible, borrow your neighbors. Say, hey, make sure that preacher's reading the Bible. And I want to turn your attention to the book of Genesis, the book of Beginnings, chapter number 5. Believing that the Lord's going to help us this entire day and uh, this coming week, looking forward to all that God has in store for us. Genesis chapter number 5, beginning in verse 21. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and beget Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he beget Methuselah three hundred years and beget sons and daughters. And all of the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Now let's go one chapter deeper, chapter 6, beginning in verse number 8. But Noah, everybody say Noah. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man. And the Bible says, and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. Noah walked with God. Genesis 5 said Enoch walked with God. Genesis 6 says Noah walked with God. I want to preach and teach something that I really feel that the Lord would have me say to this church. And that is, I want to preach to you this morning from this thought, just keep walking. Turn to your neighbor and say, brother, sister, just just keep walking. Just, just keep walking. Just keep walking. Let's ask God's anointing. Savior, we love you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for what I feel right now. I pray that you would anoint my lips of clay. I pray that you would anoint the ears and the hearts and lives of these your precious people. Let your word come alive, God. Let it do what it's come to do, what it's intended to do. Help us to be yielded vessels in your hand. I pray for men and women today, God, that are weary. I pray for families that are discouraged. 
I pray for people today that are struggling in their, their walk with God. I'm asking God that the Spirit of the Lord would sweep into this house and do the work, God, that you have come to do. I give you thanks in advance. I, I thank you for victory in advance. I give praise for what you're going to do in advance. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Everybody said amen. Now let's clap our hands one more time unto him. You may be seated. The two very important characters I read to you in chapter 5 and then in chapter 6 of Genesis, and they are Enoch and Noah. Enoch and Noah typically are not men that we would place in the same sentence. We typically do not talk about both of these men in the same subject. But they were both very inextricably linked in Scripture. In fact, if you would look at them very closely, you would find that both of them were delivered from the perils and the trials of life you will find that both of them had an exceeding delivery. With Enoch, God took him out of the world. But with Noah, God destroyed the world around him. They were both delivered from the present evil. They were both delivered from the current uh, situation. However, they were delivered very, very differently. God extricated Enoch, but God insulated Noah. At the same time, they were both delivered. In both cases, let me, let me be at home today. I feel very, very, very comfortable. Probably too comfortable right now. But... In both cases, the Bible teaches us that these men found mercy and these men found the grace of God. But I want to preach to you today that it's not because they did anything great. And it was not because they would be uh, heavenly superstars. It's not because they did the miraculous. It's not because of anything that Scripture would tell me that they uh, had a supernatural connection with God. But what I want to preach to you today is they had great and powerful deliverances in this life. But the Bible simply states this about both these men. They walked with God. There was something about their life. There was something about their lifestyle. There was something about their personality that allowed in the history of canon to record that they simply walked with God. 
Now on a Sunday morning, this may not seem like much to you today. But what's been wearing in my spirit for a long time, and it's been impressed upon me indelibly, is that those who are going to be victorious, and those who are going to be the ones that make it, are not the ones who are perfect. And it's not the ones who've never struggled. Oh, I feel like preaching a little while. It's not the ones that's never tasted defeat. It's not the ones that have never had to push back against an adversary that is intent on destroying them. It's not the family that's never had a problem. It's not the couple that's never had a struggle. But I want to preach to you today when I read my Bible. I have found that those who have victory and those who've heard those words, well done, thou good and faithful, are those who are in the midst of trouble and those who are in the midst of discouragement and those that find themselves trapped in the trap of persecution. Those that have heard the words of ridicule, who know family pressure and peer pressure, who know the problems of existence in this 21st century, and in the midst of every conceivable hindrance, they just made up my mind. I'm just going to keep on walking. I may not be leaping. I may not be jumping. I may not be running today. I may not be shouting and dancing on a Sunday morning. But bless God, I'm not scaling mountain peaks. I'm not jumping through glassy veils. I may not look like I'm making a lot of progress. But bless your heart, I got one foot in front of another. And it's Sunday morning. And I'm walking back to the house of God. God, because there's something in me that says I will not quit. I'm just going to keep on walking. I want to preach to you today, you who the devil has left at. I want to preach to a church today that the adversary may say, I've stole your faith. I've stole your run. I've stole your revival. I've stole your move of the Spirit. I've come to preach to you this morning that our relationship with God has never been defined as a leap. It's never been defined as a, as a hop. It's never been defined as a jump. But it's always been defined as a walk. I get up in the morning and I walk again. I lay my bones down at night but I want to walk it. I want to preach to somebody right now that devil cannot handle a church that won't quit walking. The adversary cannot stop a people that said, bless God, I will just keep walking. And I feel to preach this today. And I feel to preach this today. You can't run all day, but you can walk all day. Sometimes I run, but every day I walk. Sometimes I shout, but every day I walk. Sometimes I have victory, but every day I walk. I walk. 
I walk. I walk. I walk. When you look in the Bible, you always find running devils, but walking saints. The devil's always running to and fro, seeing who he can devour. But the church is not running to and fro, it's walking. When I help somebody here this morning, Paul told the Roman church, we're buried with him in baptism. Thank you. Thank you this morning. Thank you. I thought, go ahead and preach this. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should, what? We should walk in newness of life. I got to preach this to somebody. Because I know what it's like to have the devil perch on my shoulder and stick his long, elongated lips into my brain and saying, where's your run today? Where's your hop? Where's your jump? Where's your Holy Ghost boot scooting and boogie? You must have lost the favor of God. I want to preach the devil out of here today. You must have lost your relationship with God. You must not have the Holy Ghost like you used to have the Holy Ghost. You must not be where you need to be with God today. How come they're shouting and you're not? How come they're dancing and you're not? How come they're running and you're not? I'm going to tell you, you need to learn how to stand flat-footed in the Bible and say the commandment of God is to walk. I may not be running but I'm walking. I may not be jumping, but I'm walking. I may not be skipping, but I'm walking. And if I can walk with God, one day I'm going to be closer to his house than mine. And I'm going to be like Enoch. And God's going to say, just come on home with me, Enoch. You're closer to my house than your house. Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore now can I hear somebody help me? There is therefore now no condemnation. Take your little pointy finger and point it at you and read this with me. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who what? Who walk, not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I want to help somebody right now. I need somebody big, got a big jacket on. It don't take much to be bigger than I am. Let's change jackets with somebody. Hey, come on, Pastor John. Him on 
Devil, you can't touch this because I'm in him. Come on, you better hear what I'm talking to you about right now. That's why the devil wants to say that victory is all in shouting. No, victory is in him. Victory is when you put him on. Victory is when you've been buried in his name. Victory is when you had your sins washed away and now there is therefore now no i'm gonna tell you something the devil can't condemn you until he gets through who you've got on he got to get through jesus to get to me there's therefore now no condemnation of them who are in Christ, who? Who what? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So this is a very simple, this is what I feel today. I don't care what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're stuck in. It doesn't matter what lie the devil's been telling you. God sent me here to tell you this morning, your victory is in the fact that you just keep on walking. Come on, lift your hands and your voice. Let's have him right now. Come on, talk to him, talk to him. somebody right now the devil's been lying to you're not backslid god's not turned his back on you you're just walking through it right now you gotta walk some things off you gotta walk through some stuff you gotta just keep on walking one day and ahead of another day one foot in front of another let us walk honestly romans said as in a day not in writing or drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envy but put ye on the lord jesus christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You just got to keep on walking. You walk out of the same trouble you walked into. You walk out of the same grief you walked into. You walk out of... Come on, somebody. Come, you got to get this in your spirit. You got to let the devil know, I'm going to outwalk you, devil. I'm going to outwalk my trouble. I'm going to outwalk my depression. I'm going to outwalk my struggle. 
Paul told the church at Corinth, but as God hath distributed every man, as the Lord hath called every one, so let him walk. And so I so ordain I in all churches. Second Corinthians five seven. Can I remind you? For we walk by faith. Is helping anybody right now? Let me tell you something. I feel, I feel, I feel there. I felt there was a heavy spirit trying to walk into this church. I don't know the mess going on. You know I haven't been around here. Have you told me anything, Pastor? Nothing, right? I've asked you any questions? No. But I'm going to tell you what I feel in my spirit. This church is destined for great revival. But in the midst of revival, you're going to have to walk through mess. You're going to have to walk through situations. You're going to have to walk through struggles. You're going to have to walk through family dynamics. You're going to have to walk through issues. And it's at that moment that the devil's going to jump on your collective shoulder and say, how can this be the will of God? And look at so-and-so and so-and-so. I've come to preach to you right now. You're going to outwalk your struggle. You're going to outwalk your problem. You're going to outwalk your trouble. And when family trouble comes, you just keep on walking, baby. And one day, one day, one day, God's going to get you out of your struggle. But it's all going to happen because you're walking. From the time, from the time we began our relationship with God, it's ordained that we walk. See, the problem spiritually is we become blessed and fat and increased with spiritual goods, and we stop moving. We become a sitting target for the adversary. What did Paul say? He said, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm going to preach to you right now. You're not going to fall to temptation as long as you're moving. You're not going to find yourself in the trap of lust as long as you're moving. You're not going to be a sitting duck for the devil as long as you're moving. You've got to get this revelation that some things come to pass. That's why the Bible says, and it came to pass. There's some things you just got to walk on by and understand it's going to pass. It's trouble right now. It's painful right now. It's hurting me right now. But if I stop here, I'm not going to go anywhere else with God. But I got to keep on walking. I'm not. I am not. I am not going to be Lot's wife. I'm not going to turn back and look where I've been. I've got to keep on walking. I got to keep on going because the prize is before me. God's drawing me. The intention of the Holy Ghost that we be continually processing and progressing in the Spirit. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you're not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. What do I do? She's winking at me. Keep moving, baby. It ain't that first look that gets you. Well, hey, now, hey, now. 
she don't love you. That's just the devil trying to stop you. Well, I thank all eight of you right now. What did Isaiah say? But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm talking to somebody right now. We have got to be continually moving towards our goal. Some fly, some run, but those that win, walk. Hebrews 12.1 Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience. What's a patient run? A non-stop walk. You call that running? Yeah, I do. I'm running from the devil. I'm running from my past. I'm running from my issue. You ain't running very fast. It didn't say I had to run fast. It just said, I'm not stopping. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. I'm not surrendering. I'm not laying down. I'm not rolling over. I'm walking. I'm going to keep on walking because I'm not going to be condemned as long as I'm walking. I'm not going to be assaulted as long as I'm walking. I can't run all day, but I can walk all day. I can't run all night, but I can walk all night. Come on, somebody. This race is different than the other races. When we talk about races, we're talking about speed. But the Bible never talked about speed. The Bible says that the race is not to the swift. On a Monday morning... When I roll out of bed, I want to hear the devil and every imp of hell say, Oh, God, he's getting up again. Look at him. Look at knees are swole. Ankles all messed up. Look at, look at him. Yeah, look at me, Bubba. I'm walking. I fought hell. I fought devils. I had trouble in my family. I had trouble in my marriage. I had trouble in my money. I had trouble on my job. But I'm not about to quit. You may not, you may not call this running, but God calls this running. Because the prize is not to the fastest, but it's the one that won't give up. It's he that endured to the end. The same shall be said. I am preaching to you right now. I don't care if they got to put an instrument on you to make sure you're moving. You just got to let God know. It's not very fast today, but I'm moving. I'm not stopping. I'm not going back. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. 
Can I have a few more moments? Can I have a few more moments? The winners will be the ones who ignore the distractions. The winners are going to be the ones who ignore the cramps and the muscles. The winners are going to be the ones who ignore every opportunity to quit. And they're too bullheaded. I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to love God. I'm just going to do the will of God. God's going to sort it all out. Don't make me tell you the story of the turtle and the hare. You know the story. You know the story. Every time I read it, the same thing happens. The turtle always wins. I mean, it starts off with that cocky jackrabbit. I want to smack him. <laughs> Here's the turtle just trying to get his turtle legs moving. This jackrabbit backing up, moonwalking, and doing everything, and cutting didos, whatever a dido is, <laughs> running backwards. And the turtle got his little turtle leg. Every time I read it, the same. Turtles, turtles, <laughs> being pitiful. As far as eyes concerned, don't look good. Rabbit's got pretty ears, <laughs> fur, and cotton tail. Not the turtle. Bald. <laughs> wrinkled. Pasty. But every time I read it, every single time I read it, the turtle wins. Why? Because he was faster? No. He just kept on walking. Here's a hare running circles around him backwards. Now he's on his hind legs. Now he's on his front legs, mocking the turtle. I am preaching to some powerful apostolic turtles right now. I'm preaching to some lion rabbits that are mocking you and mocking your progress and mocking the place that you're in right now. You just need to learn to get a voice and say, I'm not leaping. I'm not doing somersaults right now. That's later. I'm not cutting flips, but I, I'm enduring. I'm enduring. I'm not where I'm going to be yesterday, but thank God I'm not where I'm not going to where I'm going to be tomorrow, but thank God I'm not where I was yesterday. It may not look like a lot to you, but to me it's a great. It may not look to you like I've done much, but to me, you don't know like I know what God's done for me. You don't know how deep a pit that I was in. You don't know how much trouble that I was in. You would have just had to know where I began this journey. I began this journey not even able to stand, but God helped me to stand. And then He's taught me to walk. I'm preaching to you right now. You need to curse that demon back to the pit. You need to tell that lion rabbit, get out of my face. I've got the hand of God upon me. I've got the call of God upon me. 
I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on walking. And the Lord said unto Abram, Genesis 13, After that lot was separated unto him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place that thou art northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest will I give you. Are you hearing me? Garden City Church. God told Abram, Lift up your eyes and look from the place which you are. Don't look where you want to be. You've got to learn to look where you are. I want to be there, but I'm not there. I'm here. Are you hearing me? It's easy to give things we don't have. God, uh, God, let me, let me inherit a million dollars and I'll, I'll, I'll build a new church. Oh, yeah, we can always give away money we don't have. Lord, Lord, it's okay if I get in a wreck. Just don't let me get killed or maimed too bad. Let me get a good insurance settlement, God, and I'll, I'm going to help the church. Yeah, right, 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 right. We always want to give things we don't have, and we always want to start from a place that we're never at. That's how we stay in the trap of condemnation. Didn't prayed enough, hadn't fasted enough, hadn't given it. You know, fill in the blank. Come on. Come on. I'm not the only one that the rabbit talks to. God said, God said, Abram, you got to get up where you are. You don't wait till you feel qualified. You don't wait till you've been recognized. You don't wait till somebody's thrown a mantle on you. You don't wait till yada, 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 yada. You got to stand up where you are right now. And you got to look at the north and the south and the east and the west. The devil doesn't mind what we're going to do tomorrow. He doesn't care what we're going to do next month. He doesn't care what we're going to do in the next building. He doesn't care what we're going to do when we build another one. He, he don't care about that. All he's concerned about is i got to keep them captive from understanding where they are right now. He said, you look. You look. From the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which thou seest. That is a continuum of sight. He didn't say all the land that thou see. It's all the land that thou see us. I want to tell you why. Where I am right now, I can see to that other wall. But when I get to that other wall, I can see to the road out there. And when I get out to the road... I can see the, I can see the Lowe's or, or Menards. When I get to Menards, I can see Sam's. And when I get to Sam's, I can see the high school. <laughs> when I get to the high school, he said, I am going to give you everything 
that thou seest. I'm going to make your seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise! Everybody say arise! It all begins with us getting up. Oh, let me preach a couple more moments. i got to preach to a church that some of y'all may be standing up physically, but you ain't standing up in your spirit. I'm preaching to people that's been hammered. I'm preaching to some people that suffered losses. I'm preaching to people that's been discouraged. I'm preaching to people that's had family struggle. But I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, it begins today. You've got to get up and understand this is where it all begins. i got to stand up. He said, stand up. Arise. And then what? Walk. Walk to the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. <laughs> then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. I'm trying to close. But God said, Abram, I will give you everything you're looking at. But in order for you to possess it, you've got to walk through the land. You can't sit here and dream. You can't sit here and pray. You can't sit here and fast. You can fast until you are skinnier than a praying mantis. You ain't going to get nothing. Pardon my grammar. You can pray, you can pray until you lose your voice. But there's only one thing that's going to keep you from possession, and that's moving. You've got to walk. The only thing that stopped Abraham was if he quit walking. Because as long as he kept walking, you hear me, hear me, this is important. As long as the apostolic church in Garden City keeps walking, you'll keep possessing. But when you stop walking, you stop possessing. God was saying, everywhere your foot touches, it's going to be yours. I preach in closing, as long as we keep walking, victory is ours. Hardships, we have to overcome them. Unpleasant places, we're going to have to walk through them. But as long as we keep walking, we're going to get through them. I'm not going to stay in the valley. I'm going to walk through it. Because if I stay here, I die. But if I keep walking, I'm going to live. David said, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. David was saying, God, I'm in the presence of my enemies, but I'm still walking. Was it Job and Job chapter 23 that said, My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined. My feet have followed closely his steps. That's what he said. I'm not turning aside. Hallelujah. Musicians, come help me. And so it is. On this Sunday morning, I felt like God sent me here to say this. The goal of the enemy is always to knock us 
down. Because when we're down, we don't walk. You and I both understand students of war, students of conflict, that a wounded soldier is a far bigger detriment to an army than a dead one. Because a wounded soldier requires four men to carry them. Not a dead one. A wounded soldier affects the morale. A wounded soldier can spread the disease. A wounded soldier can... why the adversary is loose in the last of the last of the last days just not necessarily interested in killing me he wants to wound me he wants to get me off my feet he wants to stop me from walking because as long as I walk God's with me as long as I walk I'm taking new territory as long as I walk there's strength as long as I walk there's the blessings of God When you read Psalm 137, there's a group of great, powerful Israelites who've been overthrown, taken from their land, taken from their country. It was there in 137. They said, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. We hanged our harps on the willow. I'm preaching to you right now. The adversary knows if I can stop them from walking, they're going to hang up their harp. If I can get them to sit down, they're not going to sing anymore. If I can get them to sit down, they're not going to have music in their life. There we sat down. There we sat down. We wept. We wept. We wept. We wept. In Judges 1, the Dinobizek fled, verse 6, and they pursued him, and they caught him, and they cut off his thumbs and his big toes. Now I want to tell you something tonight, without, without your big toe, without your great toe, as it's called, you lose balance. You lose stability, and it makes it exceedingly difficult to walk. The adversary knew I don't have to kill them. I just have to affect their foundation. I have to affect their, can, hear me, their understanding. That's why in this age, some of the biggest struggles that you're going to fight in the church. You're going to fight. You're going to fight understanding. Understanding leadership. Understanding authority. Understanding the mind of God. Understanding the will of God. Because the adversary, he's cutting off your ability to stand. Your equilibrium. Your balance. Your understanding. The enemy doesn't have to kill us to make us ineffective. He's just got to get us to stop walking. More recent times, especially during the Vietnam War, VC would take sharpened sticks and drive them to the ground, pointed ends up, 
And soldiers would march through the field. They'd step on these sharpened sticks, punji sticks, driving them through their feet. And at that very moment, their marching days were over. That's why Paul said in Ephesians 5, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. I pray for your feet this morning. I prayed this morning before I even left where we're staying. God, I pray for the feet of Garden City Apostolic Church that we would walk circumspectly. Would you lift your hands with me right now all over this house? Walk carefully. Watch where you're going. The adversary is going to try and plant things in your path. That's going to get you to stop walking. You've got to watch where you're going. That's why in Ephesians 6, Paul said in that your feet would be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We've got to protect where we stand. Lift your hands, your voices. Come on, let's talk to God. I've got to protect my feet. Because what really matters is not that I'm a spiritual giant. What really matters is that I make it through life without falling. I just got to keep walking. That's what matters. No matter how many times I fall, I can get back up and my feet still work and I keep on moving. Talk to me about Enoch. Talk to me about Noah. Talk to me about Abraham. Were they all perfect? No. But they had in common, I'm walking with God. I'm walking with God. I don't know who you are. If I'm only preaching to one person in this church, it's okay. But if I preach to you, if the Holy Ghost is reaching you, I want you to get out of your pew and just come stand on this altar. I don't want you to kneel. I just want you to stand. I want you to walk to an altar. And I want you to throw your hands in the air and tell Him, God, it doesn't matter. I want you to know on a Sunday morning, I'm still walking still on my feet. I'm still moving. Your hand's still on me right now, God. Adversaries try to plan all kinds of things in my path. I've had to dodge distractions. I've had to dodge temptations. I've had to dodge this and dodge that. But thank you for your mercy. It's Sunday morning. I'm walking back to your house. I'm in your house. Come on, as they sing, lift your voice. Lift your voice.